Yeah, let's get it. Beam up. Geeked out, also abnormal, trying to find a way out of being normal, so I'm formally informing you. Real geeks coming through, morph like Shang Tsung, turn into a scorpion, now we about to finish, finish. If you ain't geeking out now, think you're part of the clone crowd, and this is your intervention. Pay attention, I'm about to open the wormhole and bring you the Tyrell, Heather, and Justice Dimension. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you're going to go see the Smurfs, right? Yeah, we are. Are we talking what? about the Smurfs? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Justin wasn't prepared awesome. to talk about the Smurfs. No. <laughs> Never He's like, we're talking about the Smurfs. But, okay, we're going to get straight into it. We're talking about two movies from HBO Max that Justin recommended us, The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, what did you think about it? I This is, uh, unlike a lot of the DC properties where I saw the film first and then the cartoon, or the comic, like, later... This was one where I read the where I actually read the graphic novel first, the series. And so I, I was really excited when I heard that they were making this into an animated feature, a two-part feature, no less, because the story is pretty long. To see how it would how it would pan out, how it would be, what it sound like, how it did in my head when I read the comics, the Dark Knight Returns comics and stuff like that. And if you watch The Dark Knight Rises by Christopher Nolan. You see a little bit of the Dark Knight inspiration at the beginning where Batman is retired and after eight years he comes back to you know, stop Bane and blah, blah, blah. And ten times that inspiration in Batman versus Superman. Like they specifically hired Ben Affleck to portray this version of Batman. The Dark Knight Returns, super old, super grumpy. I'm tired of people. I'm going to murder you now. Like version of Batman. And I just thought they did. A, a spectacular job with this animation. It's very difficult to mimic Frank Miller's illustrations. So they didn't even go for that. But they took that storyline. There's lots of tragedy. I really love the voices too. I think Peter Weller was Batman. Ariel Winter was... I always forget her name. Carrie. The new, the, the latest Robin. Again, Batman and children. I, I don't understand that. But they did a great job with that. And I think Bruce Timm was actually Thomas Wayne in this, in this series, which I thought was pretty great. It was very gruesome, particularly Joker's death. I always forget how gruesome that is. And it freaked me out to see it again because I had seen this in a while. And I was like, oh, God, this is happening. Ah! I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But it was it was absolutely spectacular. Seeing Joker kill himself is always creepy. But seeing a, a one-armed Oliver Queen, which they adapted at some point in the Arrowverse, I think, was really cool. Seeing an older version of Superman who basically hasn't aged a day. An older version of Catwoman. And then, of course, the final battle, which... Batman versus Superman, heavily influenced by. I just thought it was great. I thought that the storyline was fantastic. I thought the animation was fantastic. They didn't cut out too much stuff from the comic either to make it a cohesive story. So this is my favorite Batman story. I don't like it how Frank Miller continues it in his sequels. And so if his sequels don't get animated adaptations, I'll be fine with it. But this particular story which all ends with Batman fighting Superman, which I just think is the dopest thing ever. 
I gosh, I just freaking, I really did. Yeah. What do you think about it, Heather? Like I had read this a long time ago, the graphic novels for it, and this was a good reminder of it because like it's been forever, <laughs> and and I'd never seen the the comics before, so I was glad you'd suggest it. I I was I I thought it was really well done. Once again, the, these comic movies, like the, these animated movies, are so like they're able to do things that the live action movies just can't do mm-hmm. and oh like they they're not for kids <laughs> like they oh. are yeah the storylines are very dark i wasn't impressed with robin's storyline at all i just didn't but i didn't like that in the original it was very true to the comic that I remember. And the one thing that that really irked me was the voice of the Joker got on mm. my got on my nerves. There are much better Jokers out there that we're used to hearing. And so it was mm-hmm. a weird choice. But everything else, it was just flawless. Yeah, it was just this is something that I think you have you have to be really prepared to watch it and go into this with this is dark. This is a yeah. Don't be expecting one of the the happy fun Batman things or it's if you took all of the darkness of the the third Christian Bale movie or the ba- the Bane Christian Bale movie, and then like add sad Ben Affleck movie, and then mix that with Heath Ledger's Joker performance. This is like somewhere approaching how dark this is. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely not for kids. Yeah, I definitely like not even like parents with their kids like definitely this is stuff of nightmares kind of stuff so uh mm-hmm. not for kids no it ain't and it's gonna surprise both y'all but i did not read the comic i'm going to but i have not read it yet but since just recommended it i always knew it was a comic but i never really got interested but then i watched the movie and it justin said it was heavily based on a comic so i was like maybe i'll give this a shot and I like one of the things I really like about this movie is how the Joker, he was like, when Batman retired, it's almost like the Joker retired. Like he was sane almost, and he was in Arkham, a mental asylum. And, but once he seen Batman come back, he ticked. So it's her whole purpose is to make this mess up Batman's life. But yeah, I love that. And I love the fight scenes. They're flawless. Yeah. And, I like it how they make Superman out of every person go and try to talk down Batman. And he should have known that he was going to have to put him up when he was talking to Batman. Like, Batman ain't just going to go down. Okay, you talked me out of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love it all. And it almost had me, man, at the part two, at the end of it. Like, it almost did. I was like, 
dang. Yeah. But yeah, like all of it together was just flawless in my opinion. And I do agree with Heather, they could have picked a better Joker, but yeah. he did the best he could, I feel. But the fight scenes with Joker, like like Justin said, it was gruesome. I don't know, like, how did you feel about all, is there anything you didn't like about it, Justin, about the film? I, I, it wasn't an iconic animation style for me. And for me, that really matters. Like, you grew up with the 90s, Bruce, Tim, Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League Unlimited. Like, that's a very iconic art style. With with the bat chin. Yeah, with the terrible batshit and all that stuff. It's, it looks awful from a you know artistic perspective, but it's so iconic at the same time, like instantly recognizable. So one of my minor complaints about this film is that the animation, especially for someone who is actually more familiar with Frank Miller's style, how he draws it in the comic books, the dude is, a, is an incredible artist and his style has evolved over time. So for this particular, like, graphic novel, which is, like, from, like, 1985, 1986, seeing it adapted into this very, like, kind of sharp, clean style, just, I don't know, it it took away some of the spark for me. But otherwise, I think they nailed it. They nailed the Sons of Batman. They nailed everything and i also like how it was actually split into two parts the first part really focuses just on gotham in batman's small little world in gotham and then part two expands that into the larger dc universe where we have a green arrow now and we have a superman who is like a government flunky which is such a thing that superman would do or at least certain iterations of Superman. Like the Superman we have in the DCEU, definitely not. But this version of Superman, you know, he's calm, he's complacent, and he's just, yeah, I work for, you know, Ronald Reagan. It's no big deal. And I think that Zack Snyder was intelligent to adapt so much of this graphic novel for the Batman versus Superman movie. There is even a, a shot, a very particular shot during that fight scene at the end of Batman versus Superman which is actually the cover of the of this graphic novel and they didn't mimic that at all to my recollection in the film in the animated film so I felt like that was again a very small thing but it was just like ah oh, come on you could have done that for the fans who <laughs> you know what I'm saying but again it doesn't matter at the end of the day the voices were a little funky Joker was a little funky And yeah, I agree with Heather, like Carrie, it's hard to agree with or to really care about Carrie Kelly necessarily. I don't understand why Batman, who's 50 something years old, needs another Carrie Kelly or why this random super young girl is mega interested in fighting the mutants and this and and... misuse. Yeah, Yeah, I guess they they all do. (laughs) Oh, and I also hated, this is not necessarily the film, this is more like something I just didn't like in the story, but I hated that Alfred died. Yes. Um, You know what I mean? Like, he's one character that is just always there. And they didn't even make a big deal out of the fact that 
he died in the film. They made a bigger deal of Alfred leaving Bruce in The Dark Knight Rises than his actual death in this film. So I feel like they could have done a little bit more to... It's freaking Alfred. It's the most loyal person in the entire DC universe. When they gave Bruce more of a hero send-off than Alfred did, and Bruce was alive, so I don't know. But anyway, yeah. I, I ultimately, man, favorite Batman story, hands down. Lado was adapted in the DCEU to some degree. It's like Batman versus Superman saving grace for me because everything else about the movie I hate. But yeah, loved it. I like one thing I want to add is I liked how they made the sons of Batman like pretty much that's part of the story because they and shows that at the end of it Batman's legacy's legacy is gonna live on and yeah like I like that because literally as time evolves each time it'll be almost like another Bruce Wayne pretty much like his legacy his lessons at this point all of it's gonna live on and. I don't know if it'll be as bad a as Batman, but they can do the best they can do. Mm. But I like that. And now I did not know that was I, one thing I loved about it was that made me laugh. Batman dressed up as an old lady. <laughs> yes, I don't know why, but it just got me giggling because I didn't expect mm. that. Like, all of a sudden, you see this lady just complaining, and you just see her whooping the mutants. I just laughed so hard at that. Especially when he was talking in his Batman voice when he was in that old lady disguise. That that was something. Yeah. But is there anything you didn't like about the movie, Heather? No, other than the Joker grating on me, what I said before, like about Robin, I thought I I thought it was I thought it was a great use of time. We're always looking for new things to watch new old things to watch that we haven't necessarily seen before that we missed that we missed the first time around or things and and this is definitely something that anyone that is a fan of, of Batman should put should watch at some point yeah like my the only thing I didn't like was pretty much Joker and Selena Kyle for some reason I did not like the Selene Kyle they performed. I didn't even recognize her at first. But other than the Joker and Selena and Robin, but it's flawless, man. Like, you picked a good <laughs> movie for us to watch, Justin. Yeah. Other than yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just, it was easy. It was like, oh, part one, part two. There are my two movies. It was like super easy. But it's, yeah, it's a really good story. And a lot of people who haven't seen it don't know the influence that it had on Batman versus Superman. You hear a lot of Batman and Superman team-up stories. They're the world's finest. But you don't get a whole lot of stories of them battling it out, let alone it being even remotely an even kind of match. And so even if the whole older Batman, future Gotham, nuclear winter kind of story doesn't really grab you, at the very end, Frank Miller's just like, okay, let's just throw in Superman and have him fight Batman. So there's mm-hmm. some aspect, some element of this movie, of the story, that is exciting to someone out there who is a Batman fan. And yeah, I am glad that you guys enjoyed it. 
it is a definitely good story and uh, it ends inconclusively right so it's it shows that batman and the sons of batman still have a future to defend gotham and you can only speculate what happens from there and we're going to have to but yeah. ultimately man what a great batman story and do you recommend uh, both the comic and the movie to, to the fans justin absolutely again i prefer frank miller's illustrations of the characters and gotham to the way that it was portrayed in the animated movies it's just very i don't know what the word is whimsical stylistic mm-hmm. almost to a, a a humorous degree like batman is so stinking wide like it, he's this 55 year old guy but he, he's like the rock like when he was wrestling back in 98 and 99 he was a pretty muscular dude but now you're watching fast and furious 400 and he's he looks like the incredible hulk that's how bruce wayne and superman for that instance were were illustrated by frank miller they're these these massive dudes and it makes so much more sense why they hired ben affleck to portray him in batman versus superman because he's he's you know super old super wide build and i just think that's so interesting we never see batman you're like oh he's super old super old (laughs) but he's okay Super old for Batman, I will say that. Because, like, <laughs> we only ever get, like, these younger versions of Batman. Like, even in the cartoons, they're mostly, like, adapted from, like, Batman year one. The new Robert Pattinson version is, like, his second year of Batman. And even the Dark Knight trilogy starts with Batman becoming Batman and being Batman for a few years. And by the time he retires, he's only been... It's only been like an eight-year time gap. So we never get like an older version of the character. It's just always been like this super, what? super skinny, super young version who is a, still like a, a ninja in his prime. And it's like, okay, we finally get like this past his prime Batman getting back into things, discovering his body is normal like everyone else. And well, I just, I don't know. There's something about that. Though. The super old version of Batman, like, is Tom Brady at 42 winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said super old. I think, I mean, honestly, he's not that much older than I am. And neither are you, Heather. But for just for me, I guess, just like being raised with this character, he's almost always been the same age. I don't think there's ever been a storyline that I can remember where he's in between the ages of 40 and 50 he's either like in his 30s or like here in this story he's 55 and then of course in batman beyond he's well into his 60s 70s it's just an interesting iteration of the character where he's he should put the cape and cowl away and he decides to pick it up again and it's just great to see him have a heart attack and and fall apart as a human being it's just so nice to see him so human and so finite because batman's all about symbolism about like you said tyrell the sons of batman his legacy that name lasting forever it's no bruce wayne won't live forever and he's doing whatever he can while he can and that's what makes him great in this story oh yeah but yeah like you sound a pretty almost sounded dark when you start, start talking Justin you're like talking about heart attacks and <laughs> like like all of that I was like whoa but yeah. uh, 
But anyways, yeah, all of y'all recommend it to the fans. It's on HBO Max. And we'll bring this all up again next week. This has been the Geek and Out Loud podcast. Like and subscribe to hear our next episodes about the latest news in movies, comics, and all things geek.